Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And today we have on, well, probably our best guest that we've ever had. (laughs) He certainly has been on the most times that anybody has ever had. This is his 25th time on the show. (laughs) That's what I needed. Anyway, uh, so it's the 25th time, and it also salutes a new publication that Matt has just done, which he's going to be talking about today. But we're also going to be doing something, I don't know why, it seems like Matt and I are in the same sync wavelength that I was going through yesterday to see what kind of, what kind of person or who can we do for the celebrity of the week. And so the celebrity of the week this week is Dolly Parton. And um, I've always admired her and I met her once when I was in my middle 30s. Very sweet woman. And, um, but also she's also taken, this this, this was the, the, what is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That's what he did. Yeah, uh, she turned down a, a nomita- nomination for her. I don't know what the nomination was for, but she didn't want to do it. So, um, and I think I know why. Kind of looking. Yes, <laughs> she was to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because right. she's had records that lean that way. Right, and she said she wasn't deserving of the rock and roll she's more country western where they go no we want you so it's really a complimentary type of battle i see why they would want her and i understand her dignity of what she's known for yeah she has such a track record that's phenomenal and you can see why just because of the type of work and the integrity she has and what she does but today we're going to be talking about her astrological chart to see where the heck this all is in her chart and see what other things might be not necessarily complicating it, but it would show you that she's got parts of herself that maybe do things very, very unexplained, very, un, very unexpected and the type of thing. So we're going to be talking about her in just a second. So, and we're going to also have on Matt, who's been on our show for 25 times. 25 times, 25 times, and he's going to be talking about his new book today that just came out. Do you believe it? We're in the break room, and he said, I haven't got the book yet. I haven't got it. He's kind of sitting there. And then he gets a, a, a text message from his, from her, his uh, person that does his books and says, we've got the books out there. I went, well, that's kind of cool. That happens right when he's going to be on our show. So it's very cool. So anyway, we're going to be talking about that, and it's, it's about... Kind of series topic, gambling, and how, you know, it's an another addiction, but, you know, there's certain things about gambling that need to be talked about, so we're going to be doing that. So anyway, okay, and we're going to take a break right now, and when we get back, we're going to be doing Ms. Dolly Parton. Yes, Dolly Parton, who is the Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. 
Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Oh, God. You know, know, that song, because I was thinking about this last night, what piece of music I would choose by by Dolly. This is the first, obvious, first and only piece that I would ever have to do that. It's such a great song. So, I mean, she's really well known for that. And let's talk about her astrology. You know, it's kind of funny because I never really looked at her chart till last night. And you'll have to pardon me. I'm a little short of breath here. Um, I fell yesterday and I hit my rib cage. So I have to breathe a little bit more. So uh, anyway, the um, her chart is, her birth date is January 19th, 1946 at um, 8, I think 8.25 p.m. And oh, this is a weird city. Let me see this. Sevierville in Tennessee. Okay, I couldn't remember that. It was a very interesting spelling. So anyway, um, that's her birthday. And let's take a look at her chart a little bit. Uh, now, it, there's three elements in astrology. Car- that's cardinal fixed. No, it's not that. It's uh, earth, fire, air, and water. So that's four elements. You know, And that's one of the first things I wanted to do because I knew she was a Capricorn. And I wanted to see where the balance of her elements were. Because the more earth you have in your chart, you are more settled in the real physical world. And you it's not like water where you're really settled in water and intuition and all that kind of stuff, which is less, it's, it's less form and more intuition. So, and, that, and of course, air is more in your head where you're talking, 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 and talking. So you are, uh, you favor that particular element to talk in. Okay, and then whether earth or air... Water, okay, and water is emotions, right? And so, anyhow, we have, um, I'm counting her, her, um, her, yes, you know, the elements here. And um, we have one, two, three, four. She's got a lot of air. That's interesting. So there's four air. So she relies on her mental and her communication function a lot when she's talking to people. She talks and talks and talks and talks and talks some more. So um, she knows that's part of her. That's a strong suit in her own life. So that's the best thing she can do is use the communication function to use it in the business she does and the singing and all that. Yes. (laughs) Something I read when she was recruited to be on 9 to 5, she set forth a condition. It was a knee-jerk response if she could write the title. I read somewhere that she wrote that title something like within 45 minutes. So that number one hit for this number one show, yeah. that she hit them with her business savvy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the titles of her songs are so well known. And I Will Always Be Love You, you know, it, it, the titles are the, probably the one big way that people know the songs, aside from the song song title or the song stuff that's in it. So... Uh, yeah, so you have the air in her life that it really can sell her a lot when she's moving along the road. And, you know, she has obviously a very poetic nature, so that's also part of it as well. Okay, and so and then we also have Capricorn. Okay, we have Earth here. So we got a lot of Capricorn. We have three planets in Capricorn. We have one planet in, in Earth that's in Virgo in the 12th and also Virgo rising. So let's see if there's anything else here that I missed. Okay, nope, it's, it's a four. It's four Earth 
and you have the earth in the ascendant too, so you count that as well. Okay, and then we have uh, fire. What do we got in water? Okay, um, I think there's less chance of water. Let's see here. We've got two in water. We have Saturn and, and Mars in Cancer. So that's interesting because she's born down in the deep south and she loves the United States of America, anything. You know what I mean? You know, oh, yes. And, and Dollywood, the whole business. You know, and so, and that's very, very patriotic. Yes, sir. She also has the Dollywood Foundation, right. which helps people further their education and, of right. course, the needy. Yep, that's it, you know. And she has the Saturn, the Mars, and the ninth, or the 11th house, which is about self-service and serving other people. So that's definitely that, for sure. So, um, anyway, let's see what else we've got. We've got an interesting combination here. We have uh, moon, or no, sun, and uh, Venus, and then Mercury, all in that fifth house, fifth house in Capricorn. The fifth house is truly creative. It doesn't really want to do much of anything else but create. And it essentially means, too, that you have kids, but you never had them. Interesting, isn't it? So um, sometimes that probably means if you have planets in there and you don't have kids, it takes another form in your life. It's not just kids and, and procreating and, you know, looking after the kids. It's not about that at all. It's something usually bigger, something in a career, kind of raising it up a bit and taking that energy into another part of their life. So, um, and I think she does a lot of, you know, she loves kids. Absolutely loves kids. And though and now she has on the other side of this, uh, let's see, the sun, and then we have uh, Venus. We have on the other side of this, we have Saturn and Mars. That really, really deepens her ambition to way more than you would just expect from a fifth house. Because this is not just, you know, doing her, her, her work in the public eye. This is doing this for everybody. She has elevated the actual business of career and doing that kind of thing into human service and humanitarianism. Really cool, you know. So, and, and that actually is the next sign up from Capricorn, and that's Aquarius, which is ruled by Uranus. So there is some sort of overlap with some Capricorns that get a little bit more type of Aquarius stuff that really, really applies to them, you know. And here we go. Here's the. This is the top of the chart where we can actually say this is true. In the tenth house, which is her career house, what she does for a living. We have the planet Uranus right bang up there at the top of the chart. And I said, of course, she would do that. She she has been going through this sort of, it's not really a scandal, but she's been trying to turn down this nomination for, what is it, the Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, she gave this, the story was that she isn't really that qualified to do that because she doesn't do that kind of music that much. So she kind of want to put it down. Says, no, we'll just let go of that. <clears throat> and everybody else around her says, no, you don't. We're going to make sure that you get into that. Who because doesn't she, want Dolly Parton? Yeah, right. And she, um, you know, when I've been around people that I've even not known before, or I've had a sense of a person uh, because, and I'm not trying to, you know, shine in my own boots here, but there's one thing that I can count on for me and anybody who has this well-developed, they can count on. When you meet somebody within five seconds, 20, 
25 to 30 seconds, you know who they are immediately. If you just pay attention to what you're looking at. You know, what's not being said, what is being said, that type of thing. And so when I met her, um, she was a short, tiny little thing, and she was so sweet. It was like being meeting another person in the room, not, not even pretentious, nothing like that with her. She shook my head and said, how are you doing? And I said, fine. And, you know, she came into a rock and roll store that I used to work at, and we used to have these really cool people in the store like the Doobie Brothers and Neil Diamond and all that kind of thing. But, you know, with Dolly Parton, it was such a thrill. Everybody was in there to see her. They just loved her, you know. And um, I had that feeling, an overwhelming love just talking to her. Just feel it. So she comes from that. Yes. A little bit of trivia on Dolly. There's a little bit of Mr. Rogers about her. Fred Rogers was an ex-Navy SEAL, and he wore sweaters to cover his tattoos. Dolly wears gloves so people cannot see her tattoos, just so that they're not misconstrued. They're nothing vulgar or anything like that. But it's interesting how thoughtful those types are towards, towards others. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned this because it's actually a validation of the stuff we just said, that her Uranus on the close to the midheaven, which was everybody sees it up there, right? Anybody who's got something weird or crazy will show up in the career somewhere where they do something and do something very unexpectedly. So that they, they align themselves with the normal guy around them. They won't put themselves out in front of anybody. And, you know, for her having, <laughs> I just think that's funny. She had a tattoos on her, her arms. That's a very distinguished Uranus function, and a, it's a characteristic for, you know, somebody like a, a who has uh, in a, in a, what do you call it? Uh, in a, uh, what do you, I'll think of it here in a minute. But if you go to Sturgis, Oakland, or um, South Dakota, you meet all those bikers, with all those two, two you know, two, things on their arms and on their legs. That's the same thing. She, you know what? She's probably been there under, a, a, you know, under a disguise, you know. Oh, she fits right in. She does. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, the interesting thing about the Uranus and Capricorn, yeah, Uranus and also Saturn, they're opposite of each other. Saturn is the main ruler in her chart of, of Capricorn, but we have the next planet over Uranus, the ruler of being uh, Uranus. Uranus and, and Aquarius, you kind of wonder, well, okay, you got to have both those in a chart. you got to see where you react to something that, you know, you'd say you do it and do it, do it. And this, the one thing they get are asking of them to do, they will not do. You know, for whatever reason, that it becomes personal at that point. But, you know, she has this jockeying these two sides of herself always. And um, she's obviously done it with this Hall of Fame thing. And... Um, and, you know, that was really interesting, what you just said about her trying to cover her tattoos. Because that's so non-typical. And, you know, tattoos are a symbol of, of the conservative type of thing. But also, I, go ahead. I read that it was Porter Wagner who discovered her and he got her on stage with her. Oh. And in 1967, she had her first record album, yeah. which was Hello, I'm Dolly. But we have vocals, guitar, banjo, piano, violin, harmonica, saxophone, plus a few others. Yeah. And then she went on to have Dolly Records, where she's had over 3,000 songs 
44 top country albums, 25 songs have reached number one, 11 Grammy Awards. She sold over 100 million records. Yeah, she's pretty darn good. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. And lovable. Uh, yeah, you just want to sit her on your lap and talk to her or something. But, you know, her chart shows the love in it. She has a very spiritual uh, connections to God, which shows here. And um, she has the planet sitting in her second house. Jupiter in the second usually means megabucks for the person who has it there. So, um, so she has that there and all that other stuff. But there's nothing mean about her chart at all. Nothing. So she takes the right side of the coin everywhere. So anyway, so we talked over time as we usually do. But, you know, we just needed to talk a little bit more about this very gentle, sweet person who has a definitely a real strength in her, a woody strength in her that can handle just about anything that comes along. So thank God she was a Capricorn. That's all I can tell you. Yes, sir. What I'd like to throw in is my website, that beautiful golden retriever with me, the dog I never had. I was Renee's dog. Yeah. Dolly was her name, oh. named after Dolly Parton. Okay. Now, didn't she have, now correct me if I'm wrong here, didn't she have a Boston Terrier? Not to my knowledge. They uh, were golden retriever. Okay. Well, either way, that's perfect. So. But that's Dolly you see on my site with me. Right. Okay. All right. And if it had been, you know, Boston Terrier would have been perfect, you know, because I love those guys. So anyway, we're going to take a break right now. When we get back, we're going to talk about Matt's new book. And it did evolve from a place where she, he learned a lot about himself as he did it, which is what we should all do when we're taking on a project. So anyway, let's do that. And when we get back, we'll be talking to him about that. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Dr. Nels Rasmussen at HealingMinistryForAnimals.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, March 20th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me, and talk with your human or animal loved ones on this side or the other, and personal awareness coaching with Natasha Venter. We'll take your phone calls with questions for either one of us, or you can ask for a personal reading with Natasha. Hope you can join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And now Matt and I, hi Matt, Matt Shea, I'm going to give him a decent er, introduction this morning because I never do that. So anyway, Matt Shea has been a friend of mine for about four years, and I met him when he was starting off in his... um, write book writing business and it's progressively gotten better and better and Matt is not afraid of anything I'll tell you that right now I wouldn't be either if I was six foot three and a real look like a football player but anyway so uh, Matt and I have become really close friends actually would say that he's my brother he says I'm his sister or her daughter or something like that we were just discussing those relationships this morning as a matter of fact so uh, yeah and he's just always going out for number one in his life. And it's usually me or whoever he's with. So I thank you so much for that. Oh, it's an honor to have Eileen as a friend. When you got me into the studio for the first time, (laughs) 
it blossomed into over 50 interviews here. You have done an awful lot for me. Plus, my friends love you. Well, that's saying a lot, isn't it, folks? But, you know, I thought, you know, anytime I meet somebody of of Matt's caliber, um, I never think of this being my own show. This is me and people's show that I know, the people's show, Eileen's show, Eileen's people's show, something like that. Anyway, and so he's part of my my um, my my group and people that I love to have on the show whenever I can, you know, because they have something to say always that's really important for us to hear. So yeah, okay. So let's start on this book. Now, what's the title of it first? Well, the book is entitled "The Cabin in the Woods and Other Short Stories," and okay. it was my intentions to hand you a copy here as we sit. It wasn't until after I arrived at the studio that I got contact that my books are on my front steps. They arrived after I left. Yeah. Could have been minutes later. So timing's off, but heck, next time you and I step out for a meal or something, you'll be getting it. That's fine. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it always seems for me and him, he always kind of has the perpetual good luck planets, probably Jupiter. Well, yeah, it is Jupiter, but uh, but bo- mostly that's what happens. And with my particular chart, I have Jupiter right on the top of the chart, and it seems like whenever something is kind of going crummy in my life, something happens that I meet Matt, and then something, boom, happens out of that. It changes it completely. So um, it's really quite a phenomenal type of relationship we have. So anyway, um, what started you on down this road to it it all started when renee went to a thrift store and saw someone's attempt to paint a cabin and a river and when those things go to a thrift store and complete they usually end up in the trash bin Mm -hmm. for whatever reason they displayed it it was incomplete it was novice probably a person's first attempt it was like a stray pet a stray dog or cat looking back take me home Renee's a spectacular artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has shops in Marysville that display her artwork. She has a theater tonight where she has a presentation. And then when she set it up, she couldn't leave because people stopped her and they had to buy them before somebody else got it. Wow. She's doing very well and she's on five of my book covers. So she took this um, homeless painting home from, from a thrift store and she spent her time, and it was like Charlie Brown. Remember the little Christmas tree? But when they were done, it was really something. Right. When she completed that and showed it to me, I said, my gosh, we got a story here? Yeah. That fa- that cabin has been in the family for generations. Right. There's rivers on either side that join. There would be family on either side. Right. They would, And it just started that. We started a brainstorm, and I said, that'll be the cover and I got a book, and it's going to be called The Cabin in the Woods. And we got it out now. Wow. It's amazing how But the that two picture was talking to me. It planted a oh, seed. Yeah. It mesmerized me. And yeah. um, I kept staring at that as I would write away. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking about this for two years now, but it happened. It's out there on Amazon and my website. Right, right. So about your book now that you just published... Uh, what it's about gambling, right? Well, it's, there are four different stories, okay. and the second one is about gambling. Okay. And the reason, what gave me that idea is a while back, I was a shuttle driver at a casino, uh-huh. and I was in awe with the culture and what people had to say to me when they were alone. 
security right. guards, managers, old people who have nowhere to go. That casino's open. It's a, kind of like a 24-hour coffee shop in the neighborhood. Right. And so I got a closer look at it, and I spent the last year studying six different casinos in our area, mm-hmm. none of which I've ever gambled at. Yeah. And then when I was going through the final stage of editing, I put myself at the saddle and I attempted slots. There is such a thing as beginner's luck, and then it's followed by Pavlov's theory. You mm-hmm. are conditioned where if you force that square peg through the round hole, it's going to come back. Try a little harder. Try a little harder. Myself included, all the time, your first few attempts is favorable, and then the tide churns, and you realize there's no pattern to it. It's all at random. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Stuff that isn't actually random. It's in play, right? Uh, It depends who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Renee's dad used to repair those machines, and he knew a lot about them. He was working in Vegas doing that. He worked at Harvey's. Oh, I see. And so you hear different rumors, different speculations that, and I've watched people, and it's just amazing, the culture. But rule number one with a casino is, quote, unquote, never go there to win money. Well, I'm sorry, but that's why they're going. Because all the time you're hearing somebody who got lucky, and they have hundreds of machines there. So at all times, there's a few about who just hit their jackpot you're not even looking at the 99% that are striking out. Yes, right. Okay, and we're going to take a break right now. We're going to catch up with our breaks. And when we get back, we're going to be talking some more with Mr. Matt Shea about this experience he had with gambling. I mean, anything is kind of an ex- existential experience when you get into it and you get to go into the layers of it. But I would imagine there's different layers when it comes to gambling. It's the same type of thing. So anyway, um, let's take that break right now. And when we get back, we'll have a little bit more Matt Shea right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Jeffrey Mark, the walking encyclopedia of all things Hollywood. The question, what is What is the American passion for game shows? On Saturday, Mary Marshall, professional medium, also known as the Paranormal MD, makes her debut as we talk about her otherworldly research and discoveries. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this morning we have on Mr. Matt Shea on his 25th visit here. Good grief. This way, next time will be 100th visit. (laughs) (laughs) But you'll have something to talk about like you always do. Always working on something. Yep, that's right. Getting back to the casino life. When I spent the past year from the outside looking in, watching, listening to what people had to say, I would park in my car and watch people coming and going. Mm-hmm. And there were people that would run in, uh-huh. and then about 15 minutes later, they're mad at the world because they thought they would just try, and there went their $20. Yeah. 
I would see people leaving, cheering, jumping up and down, and they're kind of flashing their good luck. Uh-huh. I've seen people fighting because, again, they struck out. It's always... One extreme or the other, right? It's emotional all the way. Yeah. And see, I quit alcohol many years ago. The reason why is now I have better control when I'm making my mistakes. <laughs> and so I can enjoy iced tea. I can be in the bar. I'm harmless. They know who that, who I am and all that stuff. Yeah. The casinos were the same thing. Approaching this, I could walk by the machines, but they didn't talk to me. If yeah. I'm going to write a book about what it feels like somebody being in that saddle, I'd better sit there for a while. Mm-hmm. My career is kind of over as a gambler. I spare change. What was it? And I'm not condemning it. It's a gamble. You could spend yeah. money going out to dinner or to a movie or yeah. the casino thing, whatever. I still go there to get a meal because we have the discount cards. And mm-hmm. so it's win-win whether or not you're at the gambling table. Right. But it is uh, a lot of Pavlov's there. You come there to expect because you're sitting in that very chair where you saw another guy make quite a bit. Yes. Where you might have sat there and it happened and you're waiting. And mm-hmm. it just, it's just funny, the mindset there. And everybody has different theories on what's going on. They wonder if it's a spiritual intervention and you got some favor. People do prayers. They bring good luck charms with them. Yeah. They do all sorts of rituals, leaving it'll enhance whether or not it does or not. Right. But anyway, yeah. I've kind of went in, went through, and I will still patronize in regards to having a cup of coffee, maybe having breakfast there, maybe bump into a neighbor I know. Right. Yeah. So for you, it's not necessarily an addiction that's growing. It's not no. that at all. No. It doesn't even go, <clears throat> excuse me, it doesn't land on the same page. So, um, but it is an inquiry you're doing, inquiring why, you know, and whatever the question is after that, an inquiry is somehow much more useful than anything else because you're not going to get at the problem by, you know, doing what people do and go and expect stuff, carrying in their little uh, things that they take in for good luck. That's not going to ever work. No, but, you know, you still are in the observation stage, looking at it from a point of view that is really outside of yourself, but you're getting in more information that way. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I could get up in the middle of the night. I don't sleep much. I wish I never had to sleep. Yeah. And I might be out of it for like two or three hours. I'll wake up full of energy. I could go to a 24-hour gym. I could walk the neighborhood. Yeah. I could work on books. I could go through my emails to see who's written. I could go down to that street to the all-night coffee shop that has the slot machines there. Right. You run into neighbors. You get to sit down. You might end up having an early morning breakfast with them. And once in a while, somebody has hit their jackpot. You're happy right. for them. Well, it plants a seed of yeah. that person could have luck. Maybe I'll have the same. Yeah, right. Um, I'm actually thinking about experiences I've had lately that relate to this in some way. Um, yesterday, I was in my room at the hotel, and they were um, had the gal come in and want to clean it. And I said, oh, well, come on in and do it, because I didn't really have anybody do that on a regular basis. So she came in. I was listening to a video of um, you know my f- thing for airplanes, 
airplane spotting. I was watching. He says, I'm just watching airplanes here. And he says, oh, what are you watching? I said, well, it's, uh, it's airlinevideos.com. Sorry, guys. I didn't necessarily want to give you a plug. But what the heck? You know, down in California, and they do these wonderful videos of planes taking off and all that stuff. And, you know, it's an LAX where they have the best stuff going there. So I, I was talking, she was talking to me about, she says, you know, I kind of like it when you're in a, if you're watching from a cockpit, you can see the the people in there flying the plane. And then the next thing you know, they're going through a cloud thing before they enter the regular atmosphere. And it enters the atmosphere and boom, it's like this incredible scenery sitting there. So this was an um Alaska, or, you know, it was um, the one from Iceland, Iceland Air. Two women flying this plane, and all of a sudden, bam, out comes the scenery from Seattle. I mean, this is, you know, the, C- the Seattle flight line then and the scenery going into the airports is phenomenal. And and I said, you've got to see this. And she says, oh, I want to see that. I immediately saw a, a woman just cleaning a room, and she got excited by seeing that. I had a little bit on there, but I wanted to show her what it was looking like. So it was amazing because... You introduced her to something. Yeah, you know, and she didn't even realize they were out there. You know, I said, you can try any particular place on on YouTube and you find any sort of footage like that. And she says, oh my God, I had no idea. This is so cool. I think this is cool. Thank you for showing me this. And I said, you got it, you know. She just came into my room to clean it. It was phenomenal. There's something brought her there, and she left better. Yeah. When it comes to casinos, I relate them to the hotels I've worked at. Right. I wasn't trying to outsmart a slot machine that will not respond until I put some currency at it. I was trying to charm people on their wavelength, but you can't fake it. It's what you said a while back on this show that immediately we understand who we're dealing with. Right, exactly. And so it was the tips I was trying to get because I served them at that high level with a lot of respect and it was sincerity. And that's what meant everything to me. If I got a dollar from somebody, I was very proud of that what their life amounted to, how I treated them. That was an exchange. It was a gift for them to me. Hitting it rich on a slot machine, you're either lucky or you're not. And so these people who are doing their charm on the machine and the spiritual intervention above, well, I was doing that in my own way, but I was doing it towards customers, towards human beings. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I was going after tips. Yeah. And I got a lot of them. Yeah, you know, when we connect with somebody and we don't even know what it is that connects them to anything, you know, and but I was listening to this tape of this on my my uh, my phone and it was a guy talking about how planes are landing and all that stuff at LAX. And I said, well, and I just said, I do this a lot. I love planes and I love watching them. She goes, I do what, dude? I love it too. And all of a sudden, I had no idea. And as soon as we connected, boom, one second under under the gun. It's like plugging into, you know, electrical receivers. We both turned ourselves on about the stuff we love to do. It happened to be the same thing. And she sat in my room for about 10 minutes watching this. It was amazing. You know, and I barely even knew her, you know. And so the thing is, it's about connection. It's about passion. It oh, yes. brings us together. 
that's how I catch my fish. It's that old saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Right. I will approach a local, but I'll ask permission if I could fish near them or at that yeah. spot. Right. And then I'll just directly ask them what their secrets are with the lake, and they'll show you little things they yeah. do and where, and that's how you learn it. That's, so you each learn from the other. You leave and prove. That's right. We, uh, they also have a chance to give to you and show them what they do, and they get to show off and say, this is what I do. You want to try it, and then you find out you like it. And, you know, and, and it makes them feel great, you know, that they're doing something innovative for themselves that actually works really, really well, you know. And um, I could see that with this gal. I could, you know. And I, I am amazed, and I'm watching the news lately, that so many people on this planet, people have certain interests that kind of come up every now and then, and I've been a plane spotter for over 40 years. I did it with my dad. My dad and I used to do it all the time. And then only recently, maybe the last six, seven years, is coming up to the top of the bowl. It's becoming very popular to do it because it's just amazingly cool, you know, when you're watching a big plane. I've worked with guys that would do that after work. I we know. lived off of near, very close to Boeing Field and their right. flight pattern. Yeah. Oh. And after work, they would hit that spot at the edge of the airport where right. other cars were, and yeah. that was their show for the night. Yeah, that was like going to a movie, but better. Yes. <laughs> it's live, you know, and it's really big, too, you know. So it's it's really phenomenal to see that kind of thing happen. So are we time not yet? Okay, anyway, so um, I think what it is, and it's what I'm realizing more and more, like what you're doing, you're finding your passion about various subjects. Yes. As you're moving through them, the degree of how passionate it is to you is how much energy you put into it. Well, sure. And I, I want to bring up Jay Leno. I've never met the man. Yeah. But when I first learned of him on the Johnny Carson show, he did a sensational job giving a clean delivery. Yeah. And that took him far. And here's where I'm going with this. I haven't shared this with you, Eileen. But I am in the process of trying to write, get involved with uh, these books where they have horror stories to it, like like 10 or 12 different authors and they each have their mm-hmm. story. And I'm submitting my rendition of it because it's not gruesome or gory. Mm-hmm. It's suspenseful. That's a difference, yes. isn't it? And so I want to bring in something suspenseful yeah. that is sort of like theater on the mind, yeah. a little bit of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Add up, see if I could cut the mustard with it. Yeah. Them. It's yeah, I, not vicious, but it's to um, it, scare a person within clean boundaries. Yeah. It's what movies have become over the last several years have been gorathons. How great can the next one be grossing out someone else? You know, instead of having something with a plot that moves forward and moves the audience forward and builds the suspense. I mean, that is what I'm more drawn to than anything. When this, I, that's I, I won't after. watch any goofy stuff. That's what I'm after. Okay, that's good. I'm on your, I'm on your wavelength on that. Yes, that's and so I have a few rough traps. Add up. I always approach these things optimistic. I always have that attitude that I'm going to make it happen. Right. But it's going to be trial and error until it's accepted. But yeah. it's going to be of that style. It'll be. It's going to be kosher. We've forgotten that in no. various things. We've forgotten it's still style. writing. It's just going out to another yeah. field, that yeah. type of thing. Like yeah. Dolly Parton, 
she's guilty of having a lot of rock and roll fans, whether she likes it or I not. I know. She's got tons of them. But she keeps on doing the things that she likes to do. She does a know? lot. And, and so um, that's, I think, what this really comes down to, quite frankly, is having personal integrity with the work you do. You know, and the integrity is about how well you do something. You don't do it to sell it as a, as a thing and make money off of it. You do it because you had a great grand passion about it when you wrote it. Well, yes. And, and what motivated you to get from poor page one to the end. Eileen, yeah. when I wrote The Best Money Can Buy, that had to do with a guy who was involved with racing. Yeah. I've always been fascinated by anybody who could make a living out of racing a vehicle of any sort. I did an awful lot of research on that. I've met people who are involved, yeah. the starving artists, the ones who would have to put canned food on the manifolds yeah. at rest stops so the family could eat some warm yeah. beans. Those are true stories. And then they're out there with this beautiful car, and you think they have everything. Yeah. They're gypsies. It's a circus. They barely make it, but for some reason yeah. they make every race. That's right. And that's what inspired me for that. Yeah, that's right. It's the understory. It's the thing that motivates the person to do the story that becomes the story. That's what really gets it moving. I used to collect a lot of memorabilia on that stuff. I would go to thrift stores and so forth and find things for a collection. And then if I liked somebody's collection, I would donate it to it. That's I didn't want a nickel for it. I wanted right. to keep it alive. That's right. Exactly. Okay. we got to take a break now. When we get back here, we're going to have more of Matt Shea. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is going a little bit. You'll just have to forgive me here. So uh, we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read from Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping security have people have security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. There is a lot of information that we need to make for our selections of medical plans, and talking to someone like Susan can be a lot more clear and tr like trying to do it yourself. Not fun, you know. So anyway, if you want to talk to Susan about your medical care coverage, she's just a phone call away. You can call her at 253-318-9379, or you can contact her via email at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and did you know that I do private astrological readings? If you have issues or problems in your life that plague you, perhaps an astrological reading would be just the ticket. I've had more than 30 years' experience in astrology, and there isn't much I haven't seen, so I know I can help you. You can contact me at 206-816-0546 or go to EileenGrimes.com to make an appointment. Thank you very much, and I'll see you soon. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I am your host, Ms. Ms. Jupiter Rising herself. Oh, no, I'm not. But I kind of represent it and uh, Jupiter's ideals and, and wishes. So anyway, I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, the host. 
And with us today is Mr. Matt Shea, who is an author and writer and philosopher. Ah. Yes. What's that at stuff? Did you, did you? Yes, I did that. Is that a, a word that you are allergic to? I'm not more intellect than you, Eileen. Um, no, honey, you got much more of that than you actually think you do. You know, because, like- because you start, you do something, you f- do, figure it out, and then you figure out how you figured it out. Okay, you analyze how you write a book. I was held back in first grade because my parents were told that their little boy Matthew's a self-learner. When the teacher's trying to teach something, he'll start making noises to let her know he's tuned out, and then they'll catch him later trying to figure it out himself. Yeah. And they said it'll help him in the long run, but it's really messing up his grades. Well, <laughs> you know, if, if I were an astrologer and I would have met you back then and, of course, did the reading that I did for you a few years ago, I would have said, forget the teachers. Forget mom and dad. You're your own pathway, sonny boy. No, you can't do it any other way than the way you're doing it. So quit it. You know, just stop. When we're talking about people introducing us to obscure interests, as you have done with the air flights. Yes. I worked with a guy that would go to the Goodwill and the Salvation Army to see if he could find tapes, meaning recording tapes that came out in like the 1950s. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would play them back, and he would say, you know what I would find? He would find taped letters from a Korean War American soldier on the battlefield reporting to his family back home. I don't know if you're going to see me, but I know that these tapes will end. And stuff like that. Yeah. He would hear people playing the guitar, the piano, and it was beautiful. And it probably was found in some attic when somebody bought a house, and instead of the dumpster, it the thrift store accepted it. Right. But he would take the time to find these, to sit down, to play them back, and to hear what was going to be told. Yeah, right. You know, and it, he's the, he was probably the type of man who was going, gee, I were, someday I'd like to see and hear this. And just out of the head, boom, it's out there. And within 10 minutes, he'd find it. I did a show yesterday with Gary Matz. Yes, you did. I'm a Titanic buff, and yes, you wrote an excellent book on the Titanic. Well, they always have new artifacts with stories, True. and they found the mirror that belonged to the captain's nightstand at, at his oh, home in England. Neat. But they found a letter written in 1922 from his housemaid, oh. and when he lost his life on April 15, 1912, North Atlantic, they said, we can't pay you, but you could take any item from his house as an exchange, and she agreed. She took that mirror, mm-hmm. and then according to people who have gone through her things, a letter she'd written in tw- 1922, she claimed that on the anniversary date of the sinking, oh, yeah. she could see the Titanic's captain, Captain Smith's reflection through his mirror. Oh, my word. But his wife also verified the same story. They both did because they were the ones at home and he yeah. was out at sea. And so finding an old letter, finding yeah. something up in the attic. Something that validates There's its a existence. story attached to it. You might have to yeah. dig a bit. Well, it's interesting because usually there's always a question and there's an answer. Okay. What do we need to validate this particular mirror? Okay. And where would we find it? So it's something that people will just go, well, I don't know, and throw it out into the universe. 
well, we'll find it. And when we find it, we find it, you know. And when they do, it's like, wow, how did this happen? Well, the universe has, you have to feed the universe a question. Can't just throw it out in the middle of, you know, you've got to come out and say, this is what I want to learn. I want to find this. And then usually that starts the whole thing in motion for the universe to help you out. It was some farmhouse in the Midwest See? where somebody was going to repaint their kitchen and they might as well reframe these old wall hangings. Yeah, and those wall hangings were? Well, when they did that, they looked at the back and it had neatly folded paper. Wow. And it was a declaration of independence. And so they decided to send it to someone who could... Right. It was the authentic, the original. Yes, they have no idea how it ended up there at all places, yep. and that is the very one you now see in Washington, D.C. How in the world, and they took the time to open it up to see what it was, yeah. and that's what it was. Yeah. It was, it was the time for that particular thing to be discovered. Yes. And it's, boom, there it was. You know, and, you know, astrology can be used to find things like that, you know, that will just suddenly show up on somebody's doorstep. And they've been looking for it for 40 years, and then, boom, it's there. You know, and that's a God factor. It's another thing that I call a God factor, because people want to know. You know, and that actually brings the whole incident all the way back from from beginning to the end, and it completes it. So it's all completed in the universe. There's always, there's always answers in the universe to everything you want. Yeah, when you find something, was it waiting there with your name on it? Yeah. You were to find it that day. Now right. inspect it and see exactly what it is you're now holding. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's pretty amazing stuff. So In England, somebody was cleaning out their fireplace, and in the chimney they found the skeleton of a pigeon, oh. but it had a capsule on it, on its a leg, meaning it was, a car- it was a carrier pigeon. Okay. Okay. They gave it to the government. The government opened it up, and it had a series of four letters and four numbers using repetitively over and over again. They gave it to the military, and they said this was meant for the D-Day invasion at Normandy. This carrier pigeon was bringing in battlefield instructions. Okay. But what they do know is that the battle was a success in regards to the Allies. Mm -hmm. Had that pigeon arrived instead of dying in the chimney, it might have changed things. Wow. But they have those notes now, and we can't decode them, but their military knows what it means. It's amazing. It's stuff that we don't know about. It comes up, people looking at it, and go, well, I don't know. And, and it's something that actually changes history as we know it. Yes. That's phenomenal stuff. I, you know, I, I just love, and you and I, all three of us were talking just before we started, and you guys were giving me a pep talk, which I appreciated. But there's always a time and a place when something that is evolving in a person's soul finally comes up. And you have it around you, says, this is what you need to learn. Yes, you know. And, and so that's the time and the date of that particular uh, thing in your life, something that is about to become to fruition. So This book I just got published last week, it has four stories that I actually started a number of years ago, and there was something about the four of them where it's now time. But I put them together, then the research had me meet people I never would have met otherwise without. Right, And yes. so I get, yes. and it's just like when yes. you're in the Opens hotel. a different channel, boom. You can it walk does, down you this cross road. paths. Yeah. 
and then it enhances everything yeah. because something's going to enhance the story. Now what human yeah. beings are going to make enter my life yeah, to right. make it happen? Because it's never me. It's what comes with it. That's true. That's, that's what makes it happen. You know, I, when I was writing my first book, the Titanic book, I never knew that taking that journey down that particular road can cut, put me in touch with so many people from the Titanic, two minutes or four minutes. Two, that was a big signal from him. He really wanted my attention. So <laughs> anyway, we've got we've to stop now. I might finish that one later, but it, was, it took me to a, like a seven-year adventure. I'm a Titanic buff, and I've read that cover to cover twice. I let friends look at it. They couldn't touch it. It's the no, only book I have that I will not lend out to someone, that Thank one. There funny. is so much facts about it that yeah. I never knew until I read your book. Well, yeah, that's right. I've read everything about the Titanic. Well, you know, that's a good that's a good testimonial because people say that my book was a masterpiece in research, which was nice to hear. But I loved research. I had to dig down to the bottom till I found the actual answer. So anyway, we have to go right now. Unfortunately, we could probably take another hour for this. So anyway, um, we're going to go. And Matt, I'm going to be seeing you just a little bit later when we go to get lunch. Yay. And then um, then uh, let me just tell you a couple of things about my upcoming event. This is next month, starting a job at... Uh, the uh, Crescent Moon Gifts as a reader. I'll be there a couple of days a week and probably doing other events there besides reading like classes and things like that. So it really is a job. You know, I'm going to be doing it full time. So, uh, which is going to be great. And then we'll have a horoscope column too. I'm still doing that here and for the show or the station. So that's every Sunday it comes out to, or Monday it comes out just before noon. Okay, and so we can get a hold of Matt at mattshaybooks.net and you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com. And next week, just about time for us to go, but next week we have on Jackie Slevin. So we'll have her. I'm not sure who's going to be on that one. A couple other weeks weeks from now we have some other people, but want to announce Jackie, so she'll be on. So anyway, that's it for us today, and uh, we'll be sealing. Se- <laughs> we'll be sealing, 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 seeing all of you next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.